Hi listeners, welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Tony Robbins talking about how to create meaningful change in your life. Tony Robbins points out that most of us get caught up in the moment and have a lot of energy initially, but then we fizzle out and we stop working on things. Or we achieve our goal and we don't know what to do with our time next. So now we're in this dead zone of, hey, we achieved what we originally set out to achieve, but we don't know what we want to do next in our life. So now we're unhappy and depressed all over again. So because of these feelings, it's important to map out your life. It's important to focus on being a better person and focus on becoming the true you, the best version of you. It's important to get out your own head and follow your heart. Don't let some bad news or internet comments or anything that really doesn't have anything to do with you control your mood and affect what you do with your life. That's it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tell me, what could fuck this up? I see some of you going, getting in my head, you're right. Getting in your head, you're what? Dead. But when you get in your head, what does that really mean? It means you're believing the most limiting thoughts. And you have to remember, we all have a two million year old brain. And it's not designed to make you happy, it's designed to make you survive. So it's always looking for what's wrong. Remember we played the game, look for brown, and you all saw beige shit and called it brown just to feel successful? I said, look for red, you saw burgundy, you called it red, so you could get more scores. Whatever you're looking for, seek and ye shall what? Fine. Says that in a very good book called The Good Book. And you don't have to be religious to understand this, that this is a fact of life. So if you and I are gonna really take things to a different level, we gotta see what could mess it up. So the mind could mess it up, but what aspect of the mind? What, what makes us start to believe those thoughts? What's the emotion that messes us up? What is it? It's absolutely fear. But there's more than this. Every day of our lives, we live in a world that is incredibly complex. It is no more stressful than World War II, when none of us in this room probably remember that time, but it looked like democracy was disappearing and the Germans were gonna win at one stage. That's stressful. Being in a foxhole is stressful. You're not making as much money as you want, or being a little overweight, or someone calling you names online, that shit is not stressful. We're making it stressful. We've lost perspective. Who's with me on this? Say I. So what's really useful, I think, today is for us to figure out what messes us up. And one of the biggest things that messes us up is expectation. Right? What did we say the other day? Trade your expectations for appreciation, and your whole life changes. Because when you're expecting things and it doesn't happen, you get upset. So that first day also was all about, what if you lived your life and you made a decision? And the decision was, life is too short to suffer. It's too short to be stressed, pissed off, fearful, worried. Who's with me on this? Say, I. But our minds, our survival software, is always looking for what's wrong. Our job is to create the happiness. And the only way you do that is you draw a line in the sand and say, I'm not going to suffer. I'm going to be honest. If I start to feel that stress, I'm going to breathe, and I'm going to realize we're the only creatures on the planet that can think a thought and become angry. Think a thought and become playful. Think a thought and be worried. Think a thought and feel loved. That's, we can change. That's why we can change how fast. But you have to take control and train this brain. If you don't train this brain, it'll use you instead of you using it. You have to identify with your heart or your soul or your spirit instead of the brain. As I said, in China, 
The heart is the emperor. It is the highest energy. It's the thing that is worshiped because when you were born, there was no brain. Your heart started beating and there wasn't a brain in you as a fetus. It has its own intelligence. It produces hormones that strengthen your bones. It is the strongest force in your immune system. This is the ticket. This is what we get caught up in. We want to use the head and heart together, and then we have the power of both of them. So to do that, though, we got to give up the expectation that people are going to behave the way we want them to. Because what are the chances? If, you have, if your happiness is dependent upon everyone around you, your mother behaving the way you think she should, your father, your brother, your sister, your coworkers, your employees, what are the chances of everybody living the way you think they should? On a zero to 100% scale, what are the chances? So why would we allow this to be? Because it's just a bad habit. And it's like my buddy Mike here with his daughter. Instead of trying to control her, he decides, I'm going to learn from her, I'm going to love her, I'm going to grow me. And that pulls her closer instead of pushing her further away. Instead of working on them, we're going to work on us. If I want to change you, the fastest way I can change you is change me because we're in a cybernetic loop. If I respond, if dad responds totally different than she can predict, she doesn't know how to deal with that anymore, now you have the upper hand. (laughs) Now your love can penetrate her instead of the story in each other's minds. When he was talking to me on that first day about her, he was in his head. How many saw that? And then he left his head and got in his heart, and that's when he penetrated her. And look at mom over here smiling from ear to ear, going, nodding her head, going, yeah, that's cool. And look at Mike's big smile on his face, because he can feel the difference. So today, we want to do our best to catch ourselves in our head, to get back on our heart. And then here's the biggest thing you need. You don't want to make the assumption that says, now I've done three days and I'm done. This is the beginning, not the end. Who's with me on this? Say I. Now, it doesn't have to be the beginning with me. If you want to do more with me, come to Master University. Or you can go do it with someone else. But you've got to keep growing. If you don't keep growing, none of this will matter. And you can have tremendous few months or half a year or a year but why would you settle for six months because you went to the program? I remember one time I had a friend years ago, really good friend of mine, and he came to this seminar, and he loved it. And he was on fire, and he went back, and he lost 32 pounds, and he changed his business, got closer to his wife. And then he ran into some challenges in one of his business, had two businesses, one of his businesses, and then their kid had some challenges, and he and his wife got stressed about it, and they started being stressed with each other in reaction to the environment. And so, you know, it was like six, seven, eight months in. And I remember him saying, hey, Tone, I love that seminar, but dude, it didn't last. It was great for six months. I said, asshole. I said, who made you think you could do something for three days and it would even last six months? I said, do you think I just like did three days and I've been this way for the last 40? No. I said, 40 years ago, I started a journey that has never ended. And so we need a daily practice, right? Who's up for it here? Say I. And so I want to show you how I do this for me, and I want you to create your own system based on it. So if you and I are going to get lasting results, you got to do some things regularly. The first thing, and I call this immersion coaching, the first thing that I do still myself is I schedule myself at least twice a year, sometimes three times a year, to go to an event of some sort where I can make myself better psychologically, emotionally, relationship, finances, something. I call it an event blast-off because... Most people learn a language in high school and college. Who learned a language in high school and college? Let me see your hands. How many of you don't speak a fucking word of it now? Let me see your hands. What happened? You spent years, but you did it like one hour a day, five days a week. 
Immersion is the way to learn. When you're breathing like we're doing here all night, all day, it's not comfortable, but it's unbelievably fulfilling. How many are experiencing it right now? Say, I. You got to get over your mind going, I can't do this, it's too hard and all that shit. You got to push yourself through when you feel exhausted and say, there's a second win in me, I'm going to find it. But if you go for immersion, you will master things 10 times faster than you will do in an hour a day or once a week or something like that. I mean, think about it. This seminar is 50 hours of the course of the week, weekend, four days. It's a lot of hours. I can make this so much easier. Let's do an hour a week for a year. We'll get two weeks off. It'll be easy. Would we get the same result? Yes or no? No way. So I'll give you an example. Um, my wife and I, and we have an extended family member of mine named Mary. And Mary, the three of us travel together. Mary's my right arm. And so I drag Mary with us too because she's part of our family. We just recently finished A Date with Destiny, which is my most powerful seminar. It's six days and nights. And it's an experience of oh, some, some grads of Date with Destiny. Cool. But it's one of my favorite things to do on earth. But it's not an easy thing on my body, as you might imagine. And it's incredibly fulfilling, but at the end of it, my body is complete toast, as you can imagine. And we were in Australia, in the Gold Coast, and I scheduled already some Aussies here, huh? Nice to see you guys. And I, I scheduled, because my life was so full, there was only like one week I could do this, and so I scheduled to go to this place in Sedona, Arizona, where this man for 39 years has been a neurological expert about how to wire your brain for alpha states, delta states, if you're familiar with those. But alpha is the expertise. And I want it, as great as my life is, I want to take another level. So I have more to give for my family, for my friends, for you, for myself. So we go for seven days and nights. And this is what it was like. You got up first thing in the morning, 6.30, and you spend an hour and a half getting your brain wired with this glue shit. And they put like 180 of these electrodes on your head. My wife looked so attractive and so did I. It was amazing. And then, after wiring you up with this goop, which, by the way, takes forever to get out afterwards. <laughs> oh, there's where we don't see the goop. You see just our hair afterwards. But the bottom line is, we go in the, then you go in individual rooms. Like, I want to be with my family, right? I want to be with my wife. I want my family. And I got to go in this dark little room that has no light. And, all the, and it's freezing cold. It must be my karma for the shit I do to you people on a regular basis, right? And... And sure enough, I'm there for 14 hours in this room. You get one break, sometimes two, run the restroom. And the entire time you are learning to think and how you think the, these electrodes create sounds. And you learn how to put yourself in the zone of alpha. But it's a bitch. It's horrible. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody that wants easy experiences, but I'd recommend it to anybody that wants to grow immensely. And by the, and the first day, I'm like, who do I got to shoot to get out of this thing? Oh, it's me. I'm the one that did this shit. <laughs> right? But by the end of the week, all three of us were able to go in this state of alpha. And if you're familiar with alpha, the best way I can describe alpha is there's no problem that can't be solved in alpha. Because every problem that we have was created by us. Destruction of the environment, to the pissed offness that you may have. And since we create the problems, any problem a human creates, we can solve. But you can't do it with the same level of thinking that got you there. So there's a science of it, and you can't cheat. This thing measures you. And then you take this freaking test with 300 questions three times a day, the same effing test. And it takes forever. And while you're answering it, these electrodes are seeing what you're doing. And then the guy sits down with you, and it's called sigmas. And he goes, well, this is two sigma. This is even. This is 10 sigmas. And the more sigmas is how far you are off from what you wrote, from what was really going on in your nervous system. So it was like, you know, like, you know, said something to me like that, that I was demanding. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not demanding. What are you 
you talking about? Right? But I guess, I guess I was, right? And you learn then how to let go of those old patterns, create new ones. So my point is, I'm doing okay in my life. I'm not exactly hurting. I'm having the most beautiful life I could possibly have, a beautiful mission, a beautiful family, beautiful children, grandchildren, beautiful experience to live in life. And yet I'm not willing to settle for that because I'm here to deliver more for everyone I love, including myself. And so what I do is I schedule it. Because listen to me, when you talk about shit, it's a dream. When you envision it, it's exciting. When you plan it, it's possible. When you schedule it, it's real. When this event became real is when you enrolled yourself. Before that, it was an idea. And there's lots of people who intended to be here, intended, but they never locked it in. So I lock it in advance because if I hadn't locked it in after a date with Destiny, there's no way I would have gotten on a plane, flown all the way there, and then put myself in a room for seven days and nights. But I'm grateful I did. And I only did it because I already locked it in place. So I encourage you, number one, figure out at least twice a year, what are you going to go to that's going to make you grow and expand? How many of you feel like these last couple of days have been some of the most growth you've had in a couple of days here? Say, I. Then why settle for this one time? Again, I'm happy to do it with you. I have other programs if you want to come, but you're not limited to me. I don't care where you go. But before you leave here, you should schedule what's next. Do you know why? Because how many were looking forward to this for a long time and very excited about this? I'm curious. How many were quite scared about this shit, by the way? I'm curious. (laughs) But here's what's interesting. After you achieve a goal, have you ever done this? Worked your ass off, achieved a goal, and you feel good? And then there's kind of a drop because we need something compelling to be going after so we keep growing. So I always, right before I achieve a goal, I immediately set what the next thing is and I lock it into my schedule because otherwise there's that drop. And if I have the next thing, it's like you're going from peak to peak as opposed to peak to drop to peak to drop. How many follow what I'm talking about here? Say I. And the other thing I've learned, I taught this to all my children. And one time my daughter was talking to me and she's like, dad, you know, you're so brilliant. And I said, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and I said, honey, you know, I am a smart human being. I've worked hard to be a smart human being, but probably my greatest gift is I do not let opportunity escape my grasp. If there's an opportunity and it scares me, if there's an opportunity and I don't have the time, if there's an opportunity and I don't have the money, in the early days of my life, it was all three of them, I didn't have time, the money, and I was fearful. I make myself do it because I know that if I don't get myself to do that, I'm not going to keep growing. My teacher, Jim Rohn, used to teach me this. He said, Tony, if you really want to have an amazing life, you've got to learn to stretch yourself. I said, well, I do stretch myself. He goes, but let me give you my philosophy of stretching. He said, stretching means if you find yourself saying I can't do something, then you must say I must do it immediately and do it with no hesitancy. Because if you hesitate, it's like the firewalk. If you went up to the firewalk, most of you got up there, made your move and rock. Some of you got up there like, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, shit, shit. Oh, oh, what am I doing here? And the longer you wait, the what it is. Harder it is. So you just train yourself to just do it. Instinctively push yourself So if I say I can't, then I must. Now, when he first told me this, I said, well, if I can't, I must. If I can't jump off a cliff, then I must. He said, no, be intelligent. But he said, if you find yourself saying I can't do something, I don't want to do something, but you know if you made yourself do it, you're going to be a better human being, then you must do it. Don't hesitate, do it immediately. And so some people say, well, that's not a very safe life. That's not a very secure life. If you want security, go to prison. If you want freedom, this is how you live, right? (laughs) 